Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another show here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning, as well as giving me the activities of my lamb. Even though I am still hurting like hell, I am still letting it do or getting it to do what it's supposed to do. So, I know that I am putting this information out late, and many of you haven't even been tagged to even know what the topic is, but I did last night post what I was going to be talking about as it relates to black love. Now, yes, February has the shortest days in the month, and that is what we was given in regards to black history. So in order of Black History Month, I wanted to combine it along with Valentine's Day, just tomorrow, and the topic love popped up in regards to what is your perception as it relates to black love. Now, I've seen movies about black love. I've read books. I've seen all kind of stuff. Individuals become very creative. Now, years ago, when we would talk about Valentine's Day, you would see all these commercials with people getting cars with bowls and flowers and, and going to restaurants and doing all these fun, entertaining things. But is that what's really going on now in our black communities, in our homes today? So when I put the information together and I said, in honor of Black History Month and Valentine's Day, we're going to be talking about black love. And although I know that love does not have a color, but within the black community, has it changed? Do you consider love the way your parents considered love when you would see your mother and father kissing and how they were, or were you part of the 70s when some of the men was put and taken away from the home because parents were placed or being on welfare and because they were on welfare, the men wasn't allowed to be in the home, which kind of disrupted and messed up a lot of families to where individuals feel that they were um, pretty much separated, pretty much had to hide. I remember watching the movies with Diane Carroll and Diana Ross and all of these different movies with, um, I don't want to say Denzel Washington, but Billy D. Williams, when he played in some of the movies and how they viewed black love then versus the way we view black love now. Is there really a difference? What is it that we are seeing? What is it that we are missing? And what is it that we have to go back to? Now, I had, was talking to my auntie earlier, so she said that hopefully she can call into the show around 2.30. So I'm going to try to keep it going long enough as I'm posting this stuff. So if I'm looking down, I'm only looking down because I'm trying to figure this stuff out that I got out here as we were talking about the radio show today because I want to make sure that the stuff do get posted. And I want to know what is your thought as it relates to black love. Now, to join in on the conversation, give me a call. Call me at 516-387-1914 because I do want to hear your thoughts. I do want to hear your perception. Because I've been hearing so much stuff. I've, I've been watching the movie Sister, with, and Sister is actually on um, BET. And what I'm finding interesting about this is they're showing different types of relationships. And as I watch that show, I'm like, ooh, these young ladies are going through some serious, serious things. We're trying to find love. And what does black love mean to them? And how do they view love? And a lot of these women are going through so much stuff, it, it's really sad. Really, I want to say really sad in regards to some of the things that they are going through. Now, I'm going to be calling people because you guys know if people don't call in, I will call you in order to help with this, this topic. Because, like I said, I want to hear people's take on this, both male and female. I may even call my cousin because I haven't even talk to him in a while, and I want to hear what his take is when we talk about black love, because he's been married for many, many years, and especially if you've been, let me see, or I see, especially if you've been married over 
let's say five or ten years. How do you view love? Giselle, I see Tiki. Tiki, you can call in too. Tiki, give me a call. I want to hear your thoughts in regards to black love of what some of the things we saw our parents go through, some of the things that we're going through. Because I'm going to tell you, what I'm noticing is a lot of individuals don't view love the way we view love or we thought love was to be when we were growing up. And many individuals fantasized and thought about it. Now you got people talking about they just hooking up. You got individuals meeting people on social media. You got individuals um, just hooking up more for sexual activities versus love. Because some individuals don't even know what love really means or they have a distorted view of love. That's what I want to talk about. Now, I'm going to call some people because, you know, like y'all know, when, I don't, when I'm on here by myself, and um, let me see. Let me see if he can answer the phone. Because I already asked one friend, asked him about black love. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I said, oh, that's a shame. Uh-oh. He probably going to fuss at me, too, but oh, well. Answer that off home. Oh, he want to answer the phone. Because he know Hello? Hello? You know I ain't, got no, I ain't got nobody to be on the radio with me. Are you Are you busy? Yeah. I just have one question. You can just give it to me in less than two minutes. What is your interpretation of black love, from what you saw growing up with your parents being in love, or growing up seeing love in the home as far as the relationship versus to what you see today? What's your interpretation? As we talk about Valentine's Day as well as Black History Month. Uh. Or you can give me a the oh. Yeah, because I'm busy right now. You what? Let me call somebody else. I'm trying to get some help on this. You just don't want to tell your story about black love. But do you think it has changed? Yeah, it has. It's not the same. And um, you see... The shivery is dead, too. Shivery is dead. Shivery is dead. So we don't have no more Denzel Washingtons or no more uh, Billy D. Williams, and we ain't got no more that no more that we used to have to look forward to in regards to men and how men view love. Because I'm going to tell you, I've been watching sisters, and they got my head all jacked up with the stuff that I've been seeing and hearing. I'm like, oh, my God, is that the way love really supposed to be? Is is that really love, or is that just hookup, or is that just settling, or is that? We start watching, so you know, going on social media. We watching the stuff on TV. It's not looking like the Huxtable on Bill Cosby on the Cosby Show. It's not looking like that kind of stuff that we used to see or Good Times or the Jeffersons and you know things that we thought that the families and the couples and the parents loved each other. We seeing something totally different now as it relates to Black love in our community. And that was just some of the things that I wanted to talk about. So let me call somebody else. Let me give let me give Miss Linda a call because she's much older. Let me see what she got to say. Okay. okay. So thank you for participating. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. Let me call somebody else because she may be busy too. But I'm gonna call her anyway. So today is just one of those days where I'm just like letting it do what it do because Jeanette waited to the last minute as usual to do things because I wasn't feeling good today. I still haven't put the stuff out yet. And these are not prank phone calls, I want you to know. Okay, she don't want to answer her phone. Okay, so let me call another person. You know what it is? Is most people don't know this phone number. So when I use this number, they don't recognize this number. And again, if you're out there and you want to join in on a conversation, give me a call, 516-387-1914. So I won't just be sitting up here just calling folks. Ain't nobody there. I'm going to wait until 2 o'clock and ain't nobody want to answer their phone. The mailbox opening to 
Her mailbox is full. <laughs> Why your mailbox is full pre Valentine's Day? Ms. Parks, you got some dates you going on? You know, and I want to know, too, what are you going to do for Valentine's Day? What are, how are you going to be spending your time? Are you going to be cooking for the person that you care about? Are you going to dinner? Are you doing something different, more romantic? Because there's different types of intimacy. We don't just have to take today or tomorrow and go spend a lot of money on flowers and candy and all of that stuff. You know, so I want to know what you're going to do. Hello? Hello, Miss Sean. Yeah. Where you at? Can well, you pass? Huh? Who, who is this? This is Jeanette. I said most people don't oh, recognize this phone number. Oh, okay. See, I need you to help me out on this show today. Even though I haven't even put all the information out, and I called Miss Linda. Miss Linda didn't answer the phone. But I want to know, and I don't know if any of your daughters are there with you or who's there, but I want to know your interpretation of black love. In honor oh, of Black History Month, huh? Hold on, let me send, um, you know the kids out of school today. Let me send them out here so I can hear. Okay. Cam, Cam, what the fuck you? What the fuck? Cam, what the fuck you? Okay, so we're going to wait for LaShawn to get back with us. Oh, no, no, we're going to talk. Go away. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. I'm just glad you're the phone. I'm sorry. I'm the only one here besides grandchildren. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't even know school was out today. I know it's out next week for President's Day. So they give mm-hmm. them this week and next week? Yes, mon- Monday. This Monday and next Monday. Oh, okay. Now, I knew next Monday, but I didn't know about today. Okay, so growing up the way we grew up in the black culture, and I know we got a lot of stuff that we watch, or I know that I watch on television, um, social media, um, they had, um, um, I want to call it to when they say reality TV shows about black love. What is your interpretation when it comes to black love? Oh, my goodness. Um, black love. Wait a minute. You made me spit my water out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it like that, though. Wait a minute. No, I was just, you in made... my mind, I was thinking, okay, how am I going to explain this? <laughs>
So no. they were just hard workers, and they were providers. And, and, and then it became a struggle, though. Yeah. Um, for us black, I'm just saying for us black love, mm-hmm. it became so much on the man until it was a different feeling toward each other. Not that they didn't love each other, but it was it was a different type of respect. Mm-hmm. You know, and they felt like the woman is the woman is supposed to stay home, mm-hmm. raise the kids, cook the food. It's it's not you know it's not like that anymore. It's, it's a different type. Of it's not. It's more black people stay stay married and raising their kids. Let's just be honest. In our day, it wasn't like that. It was a lot of single parents mm-hmm. due to those those fathers. Literally, not ours, but before us, that generation, most of the fathers ran off. Mm-hmm. Or was run off. Overwhelmed either, with yeah. doing everything. Yeah, yeah. Either they ran off or they was run off. Because I exactly. remember my father told me a long time ago, and I did a show ooh, years ago about cheating, why people cheat. My daddy said some cheating was justified. I'm like, ooh, what you trying to say? <laughs> but they really felt that way. I know they did. I, I know they did, and things had changed. It mm-hmm. really had changed to women were doing things because they really felt like they had no choice. So now we're seeing things a little bit different, and our view of love is then we develop attachment issues or abandonment issues or, you know, different types of things of how we felt and we viewed love differently. So now we're seeing people not even trying to find love anymore or be in love anymore. They're just trying to hook up. And what is that supposed to mean? That's some of the things that we're seeing on television now. You know, yeah. um, on shows about the Bachelorette or the Bachelor, uh-huh. how do you find in love that way? You don't even know him or her. So, and it's sad that they 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 put them. They, they make a lot of women. They portray a lot of women in that way mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. But in my in my personal experience, every, most everybody around me, and, and you included. You guys, um, you guys have men, you respect men, and the men, the men the same way. If, you know, they're giving it back. Mm-hmm. They're not, they not looked upon as oh, they the sole providers. Now it's like you know, mm-hmm. it's um, it's a give give situation. Mm-hmm. So people are happier, mm-hmm. and a lot of people may not pay attention to it, but you know I do. It's you know, it's people are really happier now that they're not stressed or you know, it's it's still two parent homes with. Our parents were stressed. They were single mothers, but they did their thing. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of single fathers, single fathers in that same predicament. Mm-hmm. It's not something I like that so much now. Mm-hmm. This this uh, generation, our kids, that that is a whole different generation. Yeah. Most yeah. of them are, are married, or getting married, or have gotten married, or literally raising their kids to just two parent homes mm-hmm. nowadays. Look, I love it. Yeah, it is a lot different now. It, it is a lot, a lot different. And it's about the respect. And, you know, and when we talk about respect, respect is viewed differently, just like love is viewed differently when we're looking at people in their home. It's like, how do you raise your children? How are you? You know, are you doing it together? Are you doing it singly? What What does love mean? Shirley, I see you logged on watching. If you want to call in and share your views in regards to black love, give me a call at 516 516- Three eight seven one nine one four because I want to hear people's thoughts. I want to hear, you know, what is your perception? Because, like I said, with me growing up, I looked at my parents as like a Bonnie and Clyde. They had a weird type of relationship, but I can't say that they didn't love each other. That's all they knew. They did what they knew. And yeah. even when I was growing up, it was the same thing. So how would things change? How are we viewing love? Are we respecting ourselves? Are we respecting our mate? Are we, you know, I tell people it's not a 50-50, it's 100-100. You know, are you bringing in unhealthy habits into your relationship and calling it love? Or do you have a sense of entitlement based on what you saw your parents go through? You know, Sean, a lot of individuals, if they saw their father pamper their mother, they maybe want to be pampered too. But what if that man you with ain't able to do all of that? You know, in some places or some homes, the females are the primary a care provider or the, the makes more money than the men. That shouldn't have nothing to do with love. It really shouldn't. Or no. your respect for another person. You know, what happens if you're, or one person becomes ill? Do you just run off and leave your sick wife or your sick husband? No, that's not love. 
That is so not love. So tell me some of the differences that you see. Hey, Stephen, I see you. I'm watching. What are some of the differences that you've noticed, Sean, in from being a kid to now being an adult to even watching your kids now that some of them are married? Okay, I'm sorry. Repeat that one more time. What are some I'm of the? <laughs> oh, no problem. What are some of the differences that you know? I'm trying to put the the other stuff out on social media. What are some of the differences that you noticed? From well, from from me being a kid to now. Uh huh. The difference in um in love in relationship. The way I felt, wait, when it came to my parents, my parents were teenagers. They were teenage parents, mm-hmm. so. Um, they were made, they were forced by their parents to get married. So their relationship didn't last, not because they didn't love each other, but because they were literally just friends and they became parents, they they wasn't ready for marriage. Mm-hmm. So that, that thing has changed. We don't make our kids get married no more just because they had a baby. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, that teenager... They still just the kid. Mm-hmm. No, they might have been just doing things that adults do, but we know that happens. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, people are together because they actually love one another, mm-hmm. not because it was a shotgun, what they call a shotgun, shotgun wedding, wedding, or mm-hmm. if they just, you know, had a kid and just felt like they had to be together just because they had kids. It's not. It's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And and and. It's, you know, like I said, 70s, I'm pretty sure it's 60s, 70s, and I don't know too much about, but we was 80, you know, when 80s, we were pretty much teenagers and young adults. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was like that anymore, but no, back then it was. So most people got married for convenience. Mm-hmm. Now we don't. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know? Because you got individuals that are together that are not married. You got individuals that are, because back in the 70s, everything was marriage, marriage, marriage. 80s mm-hmm. was a little different. Then came the 90s. And now that we're in the the, tw- the 2000s, the 20s, people are just hooking up. And mm-hmm. some people call it love, but it's, is it love or are you just hooking up? Are you, you know, um, parents didn't really want their children, um, I don't want to call shacking up, but they, they're doing that now. Mm-hmm. And you're right. And back, back in... Um in those days, that definitely was not allowed. Mm-hmm. Because it was now, I don't know if it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, in the um, in the Christian faith, we know it's not um, mm-hmm. looked upon as you know shacking up. But on a positive note, when you live with somebody, you find out the person they are, mm-hmm. and then you know if you're able to be with that person or not before you marry them. That's so true. That, that makes it a little more positive. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference. It really yeah. makes a difference. You know, and it's kind of like you don't want to condone certain behaviors, but you understand why these behaviors just exist. Like I said, and that goes back to people's view of of love, how they view it. Where before, that was like, mm-mm, that is just not acceptable. And like you say, they were making people do certain things. They were making people marry out of wedlock. I mean, marry. They were making people because parents didn't want to be embarrassed, whether you love the person or not. It was more of you go provide, you go take care of this person, you go. And we try not to repeat those same behaviors, but we still want to make sure that our kids are taught to respect individuals because respect goes a long way, a very, very long way. Now, if you could. Share your view of love. How do you know if a person even loves you? How would you even know? Because, like I said, love don't have no color. So how would you know if a person loves you? That's a question I really know. To me, in my experience, it's just a feeling. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just know if a person loves you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're just not sure. Correct. Sometimes you can be with a person for a certain amount of time and think you know what love is, and then once you're with them, you find out that I just love this, that I love this person, or did I just like them a, a, a <laughs> You say, lot. was it love oh. or was it love? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what made you think that this was, was love? And um, And that's interesting. So I'm looking up some things that it talks about. People also ask what black love means. And what they said is black love 
is the acknowledgement of making sacrifices. We as couples have to adapt to one another along with outside forces, which affects one's everyday life. Black love, to me, can be affectionate, caring, passionate, strong, difficult, painful, cherished. Black love has to stand the test of time. Because you've done been through some stuff. Now, but this is the thing, though. When we say painful, that doesn't mean abuse. That doesn't mean i got to be with this person because, or, you know, now we're learning more about trauma. We didn't know nothing about childhood trauma when we was growing up. We dated what was familiar to us, meaning if they lived in our neighborhood, we knew that, um, you know, who their parents was. We knew all the other stuff. But now it's a little different. Now we know to tell our kids, you know what, baby, look at this cycle. This cycle has to be broken. Now, I'm looking at something, and it says, simply put, black love matters because all love matters. Black love is important because you have a safe haven inside and outside of the world as a black person. So when we start talking about just African Americans and the family dynamics, and I'm not talking about interracial couples. I'm not even touching stuff on that nature. But even as I talked about Valentine's Day, and I'm looking at something, the Valentine's Day with the spiritual aims of fostering black self-love rather than self-hatred, more peace, prevent violence, racial reconciliation. Now, when we start talking about these different things and more of relationships, part of it is also understanding what a healthy relationship is. Because a lot of times we talk about um, – Love and what is love in a relationship? A lot of times, individuals get it confused because we confuse love with love. And many individuals come to me for therapy because they married, they married young, they don't know what to do, they're trying to understand each other, and they say, or they'll tell me, "But I love them. How do you know you love them?" Because I feel some kind of way. Uh, what, what what kind of way is it that you feel? Now, as the Cambridge Dictionary, love is defined as liking another adult very much and being romantically and sexually attracted to them. You hear those two words, Sean? Meaning, I like you, and I, I, I like being romantic, and I'm sexually attracted to you, or having a strong feeling of like liking a friend or person in your family. So when we start talking about just that, the romantic, the sexual, we get it confused. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. you know, let, me, let me remember a comment on it. You know I'm single. Mm-hmm. And when I say, um, I always say, oh, you know, I want a partner. But I, I want to, and I literally say, when I pray for a partner, you know what I ask for? What's that? A person that I like being around, mm-hmm. that to do the same things I want to, but not all the time, because you know people want to uh, want to have their own individuality as well. Mm-hmm. But I always pray for somebody that I can laugh, talk, argue, sleep with, and mm-hmm. I mean sleep, and I mean sexually and otherwise, and just literally be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest. If you're going to pray for somebody or look for somebody that um, you're going to be happy with every day of your life, then you'll never, ever find a mate. Because let's be honest, people argue, whether you're friends in a relationship or you, mm-hmm. if you're just friends. Mm-hmm. As in, like you and I, you know, you can't expect to be, you know, laughing, talking every day. Correct. Sometimes you don't argue, so you got to ask for the full, what they call it, the full monty. somebody that you even enjoy disagreeing with. Correct. I think that's kind of, I think that's love. And and you know what, and this is the thing, though. Everything don't have to be an argument. You can disagree without disrespecting. Then Joanne said, that Tina Turner said, what love got to do with it? And that's true. But see, even in Tina Turner's relationship with Ike Turner, Ike was abusive, Ike was controlling, Ike was doing a whole lot of stuff and made Tina Turner think it was love because he felt he made her. He created her. But did he really love her? Or was it that he saw the talent in her and he monopolized off of that? Because a lot of times we see that in relationships. 
I think Ike loved the blues. Mm-hmm. And I say that because he didn't like all different kind of music. He liked one type of music and everything. He loved mm-hmm. He loved the blues. And he loved the people he can um, make in, into that person that he wanted mm-hmm. to be, that mm-hmm. entertainer. He didn't love the person. Mm-hmm. He loved what they can do for him. And that was gifts from the blues. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. One of the things Joanne indicated was he manipulated and controlled her. He was a narcissist. And you know what? There's a lot of people out there that are now dealing with relationships where they're with a, a person that's narcissistic or controlling or abusive or they're getting ghosted and they think, oh, well, he loves me. No, baby, that's not love. You don't have to be treated that way. And I want to say this. When Tina Turner started loving herself, things changed. Alexander, Reginald, I see you watching. You can call in on the show, Reginald. The number to call in is 516-387-1914. I want to know what your view is when it comes to black love. Because, like I said, love means different things to different people. Some people are afraid of love. I had a man tell me one time, I'm in love with the idea of being in love. And that was deep. Because this man had several different baby mamas. Several wow. different children, but it was I'm in love with the idea of being in love because that was what he always dreamed of was falling in love. You know, we hear it in music, we hear it in the blues, we hear it in you know so many different songs about love. But what is it? Does it really take us out of reality when we start talking about these different things? Now, when we start talking about even love is what is exactly love in a relationship? And some possible definition of love include a willingness to prioritize another well-being. Does that person make room for you? Does that person make adjustments for you? Or is it all about them? Or happiness above your own. Extreme feelings of attachment, affection, and need. Now, and respect. And respect. Um, Joanne says she didn't know what love was until she loved herself. Joanne, that's true. That is so true. I tell individuals, and they be thinking I'm crazy when I say this, that I didn't know what love was in a relationship until I hit my 50s. I remember I had people tell me, Jeanette, you don't know how to let a man be a man. And part of it was I didn't know what that looked like because of the things that I saw. I got tired of being disappointed. So I took on this, well, I'll do it my dog on self. I'll do it. I'll figure it out. And I didn't realize how I passed that on down to my daughter to where I didn't have it to where I'm I waiting on this man and I'm on the white horse and the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I had to figure it out. And so now that I'm older, I have nothing against love, nothing against it. But you got to be careful with who you connect yourself with because you can love somebody and they may not know how to love you back. And you know that's deep, Sean, when you're giving a person your all and they don't have a clue because they don't even know why you love them. They don't even know why you even care about them because they could be so hurt, so broken, so wounded, so they may not even know how to reciprocate the love back. That's true. And then you see mine was the opposite. Growing up, I I just took on my mother's um, feelings about uh, relationships. I'm not going to say love relationships. She just thought men didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she didn't encourage it. So all my life I was like, oh, I don't want that. You know, I'm listening to mm-hmm. her. Oh, I don't want a man because they don't do anything. They all men are lazy, mm-hmm. and that's crazy because they're not. Correct. Oh, all we were giving so, girl, we was giving so much mixed, so many different mixed messages and miscommunication, and our, but you know what? This is what I learned. My mother could not or did not know how to demonstrate love. Like Mr. Hollyfield was a provider, but her and Mr. Hollyfield had the craziest relationship. Fish was a provider, but they fought like cats and dogs. 
My mother had so many toxic relationships, it was ridiculous. I didn't want to be uh-huh. in toxic relationships. And then when I met Reggie's father and found out about his true character, I heard up got the hell out of that, you uh-huh. know. So my thing was I didn't know nothing of, nothing about love. I just knew toxic relationships. And I just knew what I wasn't going to tolerate. So I And then I thought mm-hmm. that uh, all men was the bad guys and women the only one get hurt. You know, uh-huh. not not saying that word for word, but <laughs> in my head, that's I, I, what I see right now. That's mm-hmm. what I, you know, that, you know, that's, that, that's the way I grew up thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's true because we hurt men as well. Correct. That was what I saw, too. I saw a lot of hurt women being abused and hurt. But then I saw women being abusive and hurting men, too. And I'm going to tell you, you think a broken woman is bad? A broken man could be worse. When a man has been broken, he will break a whole lot of other women because he don't know no better. He don't trust. He don't feel it. And I I, I met some men before in my life. They'd be fine today. I'd be like, why do you act like that? Why do you? Because people that put them down, broke them down, but... It's like when I was watching the movie Sister, watching the um, the show Sisters on BET, and uh-huh. I was telling Jerome, I said even before I saw Sisters, I was watching Fatima, and no Zatima, definitely Zatima. I said, oh, her personality is a lot like mine, and I was binge watching it because I've been in the bed for the past two days because my health. And so I've been binge watching that show, and it also taught me a lot about myself. And relationships, and I was getting a little bit confused, and then I'm like, ooh, really? You know, and it made a lot of sense. But one thing the guy was talking about, his name was Zach, was he connected to Zatima because Zatima helped build him up. Sometimes Uh we don't know how to build people up and encourage them even when they're down. Don't beat a person down when they're down because that's not love. Uh You know, love is that believe it or not, I learned more about myself and the way I thought about relationships through my kids and their relationships. Mm-hmm. And that what they, they'd always say, they were like, well, mama, you know you don't give men a chance. That's where I learned it from. Mm-hmm. Because I was, but I don't I only mimic what my mother taught me, and mm-hmm. I'm glad my kids did not. Because mm-hmm. they all have pretty good relationships. You don't give, you don't really don't give men a chance. You, you, you jump at them, and you, I'm saying very bully, and when you don't even listen to what they're saying or you take what they're saying in the wrong way, mm-hmm. and I, no, I'm sure now I'm noticing you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, jo- Joanne put on here about learned behavior. It is a learned behavior because, mm-hmm. you know, um, my thing was in my family, they consider me the queen, of the Elizabeth Taylor, I'm the marriage queen. Except for, I think, my Auntie Dee Dee. I probably had more husbands than everybody in the family. And it wasn't that I go to men to marry me. I'm marriage material because I know I take care of myself. I respect myself. I'm, and so when people meet me, they would connect and attach to me, even if they had to lie to try to get me or keep me, and the lies didn't keep up. So, hey, Dorothy, I see you out there watching. So, Dorothy, I want to hear what you got to say about black love, if you can call in, because you, you would love. Um, okay, wait a minute. Joanne said, my mom told us all men are cheaters, and you don't need a man to take care of yourself. That is true. So not not only them to the back. That was their perception, because back then, men had very little respect for women, and they felt that they needed more women and that, that they were able to handle and women learn how to be resilient and survive because women are cheaters, too. You got some women out there now that have sex addiction. You got some women out there that have been molested, that have been abused, that use their body as a weapon. You got gold digger women out there so that will trick people. And if you want to know about a relationship, baby, talk to a prostitute. She know all about relationships because she get paid for it. Exactly. To make that person feel loved. So even though she may feel empty inside, she's a very good actress. 
And I ain't talking about a $2 hole on the corner. I'm talking uh-huh. about somebody that knows what they're doing. So the thing is, you can, and that's why I like talking to older people, because you can learn a lot from their pain, but you got to remember, that's their story. That's their testimony. It don't have to be yours, like I said with me. I know when I was younger and was getting married, it wasn't like I was getting married back to back to back to back, but as old as I am now, to be unmarried don't make no sense. It's like, really, Jeanette? <laughs> but it's okay because I'm not going to rush into nothing because I don't want to be like Holly Berry. I don't want to be with some man trying to take me to court and want me to pay them five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 a month or alimony. Mm-mm, we ain't going out like that. But it's about being also equally yoked. It's about being equally yoked. It's okay to tell somebody, I have a deep connection with you. I love you. But that don't mean you've got to run down the altar if the person's not ready and you know you're not ready either. So I learned a lot about that. And my daughter is one. She'd be like, mm-mm, uh, nope. You need to step your game up. Even Ryder told me one day, shot. I was so like, uh-huh. Ryder made me feel like DB. <laughs> Ryder said, Randy, you marry for the wrong reason. And it's crazy because not one of my children have been married. Regular, not one, have been married. And I don't know if that's all my doing, or I think with Tisha, it's more like Tisha ain't wasting her time. If you ain't coming to her right, if you're not coming to her where you got your stuff, you ain't got to be perfect, but at least you got to be teachable, coachable, and got something going for yourself. And I don't blame Tisha. I don't blame her either. Now, when I was younger, it wasn't like I was just out there, like my mother used to say, I'm a bomb magnet, picking up every bum on the street. That ain't what I was doing. In most cases, I would just lie to They just straight just, I'm thinking one thing, and I find out something else later. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm not easy to manipulate, but I never really got just caught up. And I thank God that I didn't have a person that was, you know, trying to pimp me, put me on drugs, because I never lived that type of lifestyle. Now, I'm looking at something, and it says, is love a choice or a feeling? Love is a choice and a decision, but sometimes it happens. You can't feel it because your actions determine if it lives on or ends. You are in control of how you act in your relationship and how much you push past conflicts and challenges. When you decide to work on communication, trust, intimacy, or emotional security, you're choosing love. When I was watching Sisters, one of the ladies on the movie, in the movie said she's pregnant. This man had moved on to Fatima. I keep calling her Fatima, but it's Fatima. He moved on to her. He changed. He wanted to do better. He liked her. She motivated him. But now his, one of his exes that he was with for three years was pregnant. She didn't know how to let go. She needed him to tell her how much he hated her, didn't like her, da, 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 so she could move on. You don't have to let nobody beat you down, tear you up for you to move on. You can love them from a distance. I love you, but I love me more. Right. I love you, but she needed to hear that. Because even though she had other people interested in her, in this, and this is like a, a movie sitcom, but I don't know if you've ever seen it, Sean. you got to see this. It's called I watched it. I watched it, but way in the first season, that was it. I think I'm on season four now. But even though um, Karen is now pregnant by Zach, she needed him to beat her up and put her there. And I know that's a childhood thing. That wow. is to help her to be able to move on. And when she was talking to the man that did love her, he said, you got to work through this and call me back when you're done. Because she can't love him if she's stuck waiting on somebody else to love her that don't want her. You know, a lot of times we get so caught up in our feelings and our emotions and we want to hurt somebody because we're angry that they don't want us. If they don't want you, baby, move on. Like I said, I'm sitting up here now looking at myself on Facebook Live, and I'm like, you know what? I couldn't even get out the bed this morning. I was in so much pain. <laughs> I said, I'm glad I don't look like what I've been going through for the past few months. But by that same token, I love myself. 
So I don't wait for somebody to tell me I love you. But people will call me, that I love you, that I miss you, that how you doing, and that's because of the energy that I generate to other people. So when you can put out that positive energy, sometimes that energy can come back. But if it don't, don't get caught up. Don't put yourself out there to be hurt. Because when we start talking about the um, the the most powerful type of love, the agape, selfless love, that's the highest level of love to offer. And it is given without any expectations of receiving anything in return. And offering agave is a decision to spread love in any circumstances, including destructive behavior. It's like I had to tell myself, my son tell me every day, Mom, I love you. Mom, I love you. I said, I love you too, but I can't be around you. Uh-oh. We got a few relationships like that. Girl, I love you, but I can't be around you. I love you, but I got to leave you alone. And sometimes it gets to that type and gets to that point when we start yeah. talking about, I love you, but I love me more. So when we start talking about these things, even in parenting, a lot of times we want to, well, my kids, this and my kids, that. No, you ain't going to be out there running amok in the streets doing all of this stuff to other women and putting them down and think you'll come run up under me. No. I'm right. not tolerating that. So sometimes you have to let individuals know, I love you, but I don't like your behavior. Yeah, I love you, you know, but I can't deal with your character. Even, some people even mistake the relationship you have with your kids, you know, indifferent than what, what it really is. Like, everybody knows, even you know, I'm very close to my girls and, um, you know, even my nieces that's been raised like my daughter's. And um, I had somebody call me the other day and um, say, um, uh, what you going to do with your with your house? I said, live in it. That's what I'm doing. Or what you doing with your house? I said, living in it. And they were like, oh, I was told that you, was, um, that you were going to move to be closer to your girl. And I was like, who told you that? I, I, I don't have to live closer with my girls to love them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's 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 a perception. Just because I'm that close to them, that don't mean we need to live together or mm-hmm. even live close to each other. You don't have, you don't, you can, you can have that same type of real relationship and love when I'm talking about family love mm-hmm. too now. And you don't have to see a person every day. I don't want to know my kids. I, mm-mm. I, I don't mm-mm. either. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so hard to really understand. Oh, I love them dearly. Uh-huh. I do. But I love also being able to be individual right now. So, like you said, I love myself. The other day, it was Friday, early Saturday morning, I was trying to get up to turn off my heater. And I slid off the bed onto the floor. Oh, I do that all the time. So, I was on the floor for four hours because I could not get up. I just, oh. I could not. When I say I could not, she never wasn't getting up off that floor. I'm, <laughs> I'm stretching. I'm lifting my legs. I'm, girl, my dog, my dog wouldn't even come help me. <laughs> I'm just stuck. I'm, I'm, with, I'm telling Alexa, play Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm singing Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm just singing and praying and like, Lord, I gotta get up off this floor. I gotta get off this floor. Then I turn on the heater, my, my portable heater on the floor. Then I turn on my electric blanket and put I, it on my garage. Woo, Sean! I was trying everything. I was good, but I'm gonna tell you, when it got to the point when I had to use the bathroom, and I said I'd be doggone if I piss on this floor, and I gotta clean it up. Girl, I opened up my, I pulled the the, the um pillow off my bed, pulled up under my leg because I couldn't get on my knees. I opened up the drawer. I stuck my hand in between my mattress to give me enough strength to be able to lift up. It was rough. But then I thought about it. I said, I'm here by myself. This makes absolutely – I said, maybe I should get a roommate. My daughter said, you don't want no roommate. You need a live-in care provider. <laughs> you need somebody. Girl. I'm going to be honest. Jeanette, I probably need that too, but I don't want it. I know. Child, wait a minute. I had somebody to get out of the trunk of my car. 
I had to take the roller and roll it outside. And then you, you need to go jog it. How am I going to jog when I can't even lift my feet? Amen. How am I to, uh, girl, but you know what? I'll be honest. I, I, I can't even get my, uh, have to say, uh, my oxygen and, and, and the walker I've been having to use out of there sometimes, and I just wait till Zachary get out of school and come and bring it to me. I can do it. Oh, I, I, I just, you know what? I do the best I can. But with, with, we talk about black love. I wouldn't want to put that on nobody else. No. I wouldn't no. want to be a burden on nobody else. And you, you took the words out of my mouth because I was getting ready to say that. I don't want a relationship out of, I feel like, pity. Mm-hmm. I want to equally... Um, what do they call it? Uh, oh, I want to be. I want it to be equal. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that you have to do extra for me or I have to do extra for you. I want it to be genuine. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Genuine. I, I couldn't think of nobody that was up at five or six o'clock in the morning. So I text. No, I called Stephen, and Stephen answered the phone. He was like. I, I can't get, I'm far. What? And my daughter was like, Mom, I never did call my daughter. I never called my daughter and I never called my son. Because my daughter was like, Mom, how would somebody go get in the house? You, anybody, you, then I called my god brother just to let him know what my medical stuff has been going on. He said, since I'm in Arizona, I said, oh, Lord, now i got to get somebody else to keep my house that's closer that if I do, somebody can get in here and try to, but I just could not. I, when your lower extremities is weak and your upper extremities, and I couldn't get up off that floor. I, I, honey, I had to just wallow in it. Just, just, just wait. You must have enough strength to get up. Just wait. So when we start talking about, even like we talk about with these relationships, because that lets me know I don't want to go to nobody broken down either physically. And when we talk about love. You want to make sure that you're healthy mentally, spiritually, and physically healthy. Now, today I feel, now I feel better. I didn't feel good enough to make it to that office today. I was like, mm-mm, I had to call my intern. I was like, mm-mm, baby, I am still, I was in the bed for three days, and I, I, two days, and I was in the bed, Saturday, Sunday, and today until I was able to get up. But I said, after I get finished today, I'm about to go hop my butt in my car some kind of way. Well, get me a massage, because my massage chair ain't even working, because everything was hurting. So, but you, you try to figure things out, because I want what I want to say is, even with love, you got to know your love language, and you got to know what love means to you, because your interpretation of love and another person's interpretation of love may be different. Now, have you ever heard of the love languages, Sean? I heard of it, but I can't say that um that I'm fully equipped to define define that. You know Nothing what I mean? Is a love language could be an act of service, meaning a person feels loved when people do things for them. One could be words of appreciation, or words of or words of affirmation. You know, just saying kind things to individuals. One could be um, a gift. People get gifts, or you know, because people buy them things is a, another love language. And um, some people, it's um, physical touch, meaning they need that physical touch and that connection. But part of this is understanding not only your love language, but the love language of another person. There may be one more, but, girl, I'm in so much pain right now, I can't even think. But there's another different, um, another one that I'm missing. But when we start talking about these love languages, I want to say this. And I tell everybody this now. When I'm working with couples or when I'm working with uh, people that are young and they want to do couples counseling and they're not married, I tell people to do couples counseling or premarital counseling because you can talk about some of these things before they become an issue. I don't tell people who to be with, but I try to get them to think. you got to think. So if you're dealing with somebody that you know got mental health issues, or you know that they got addictions, or you know um, violent tendencies and behaviors, or you know that they're a chronic cheater, or you know that they're not in no uh, financial ability to even meet you halfway, these are things you gotta think about 
and not sit there and enable the person or think, oh, well, I love them, it's going to get better. And I'm not saying that people's situation ain't going to change. Their mental health ain't going to change unless they get some help. Or their addiction is not going to change unless they address the addictive behaviors. Because sometimes we just settle for things that we are not, we shouldn't be settling for. What is your take on that, Sean? How we confuse the? I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I said that. Okay. Sometimes we go into relationships and love because it's familiar, and uh-huh. we will try to. What should we try to? We connect with people that we felt that we probably couldn't have saved. You know, a lot of men I've dated had a whole lot of characteristics of my father. Uh, of my relatives, you know, um, who was that? <laughs> Somebody, my son, every time he gets, well, what about Jerome? What about Jerome? You know, and it's crazy because Jerome looked like my cousin James and act like two of my uncles, Bubby and David. And they're like, Jeanette, how you, girl, familiar spirit. It's just even though I've known Jerome since I was thirteen years old, but by that same token, he looked like my cousin James, and he acted like my uncle. So no, that makes a lot of sense. Though. It's familiar. It's familiar, and we do we do that. It's familiar. So we just have to learn how to identify these things. Now, there's a difference in loving a person and being in love. Now, a lot of times when we talk about, well, how long does it take for a person to fall in love and all this other stuff, I'm looking at a poll that someone did, and they said that the average time for men to fall in love is eight days. While those same feelings are true for women, 134 days. After dating, they did this on the dating site. Now, it seemed to me it's like why does men why do men fall in love faster than women? Well one thing that I know for sure, men don't fall in love with all women. Sometimes we get the big head and we think, you know, I could do this, da 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 he ain't gonna never leave me, da 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 mm mm. Say to yourself. I'm looking at something, can a relationship work without being in love? Around eighty seven percent of Americans believe in true love, which is promising. But contrary to popular belief, love is not all you need because you need a whole lot more than just love. Relationships take a lot more than love to keep them going, and love alone won't keep the couple together. And successful relationships can take a lot of work to keep both people happy and healthy. Now, that is true, Sean, because a lot of times when I talk to individuals, even as a therapist, and they want to stay in a relationship, and they'll say, but I love her, or I love her. And I'll say, how do you know? Because I can't live without her. Maybe you're used to the person. Maybe you've adapted to their relationship, their abuse. Maybe you, but is that truly, truly love? So when we start talking about black love, this has to do within the black community, the black culture, our attitudes about love, what we were taught, how we've seen things. If what you saw do not agree with your spirit today, work on that because we can learn a lot. If what you're doing is not conducive to you being happy mentally, physically, or spiritually, Work on that, because that may not be the person for you. If you are alone on Valentine's Day, find something to make you happy. Find something to do. Don't dwell in the past of what could have been and what should have been and all this other stuff and make it seem like you're not deserving of love because you are deserving to be be loved. But start with loving yourself, because when you start loving yourself, it will radiate and other people will start showing love towards you. I tell people in a heartbeat, Sean, don't say you love me. Respect me. Because if I know that you respect me, I know you care enough about me. But don't tell me you love me if I say you ain't even capable of loving yourself. If I see how you treat you, 
I well, missed call. I mean, I don't get the call in, I'm saying. One of the things that I did was because a lot of individuals were saying that they wasn't available at 12 o'clock. So I set the time back to 2 o'clock. And then on Tuesdays, I said 6 o'clock, but... I haven't had the energy by 6 o'clock to even do a show for 6 o'clock. So tomorrow is Valentine's Day, so I'm not going to try to do one tomorrow. So I'll just do one next week. And Friday is the 15-year anniversary of Jean's passing because she passed on February the 17th. Oh, okay. Wow. So what I'm going to talk about on Monday, I got a sharp pain going through my ankle. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what I'm going to talk about on Monday, I want to talk about black mothers. As we talked about black love, I want to talk about how black mothers parented us back during, and especially now we're talking about Black History Month, because black parenting and black mothers have changed, too. They can't parent the way they used to, and their daughters are totally different. Well, girl, let me get off of here, because I need to tell you all, because I got pain shooting all through my foot. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> try to, try to if I'm not on to call me. I do. I have my injections on Monday, but that's in the morning, so I should be back home. Or as you know, by then I should be back home. Okay. All right. Let okay. me um, take care of this patty. All right. Okay. Stop Thank that. you for joining me in Precious Predicament. Jeanette got to go because she's in pain right now. Bye bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.